Welcome to LOL You're Gay, a gay comedy podcast with Adam Myatt and Lisa Buchanan. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while. It's been a year. (laughs) An entire year. Since we've seen each other. That's a lie. (laughs) Sometimes it feels that way, but no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, since we've been in this tiny little room. Yeah. This tiny little red room at the Halifax Public Library mm-hmm. on this very busy day. It's a very busy day. It's the holiday season again, oh. which is how we ended season two. Yeah. Um, it was that hustle bustle, <laughs> jingle jangle, I don't know. <laughs> but all of the above. Yeah. And here we are again. Here we are again. Christmas on the horizon, and we uh, are just now premiering season three. Yeah. Here it is. We've been busy. We've been so busy. Hence, we have not been in this little red room. Yeah. And it's not to say that we don't, you know, prioritize this or think it's important. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to, to do all the things. It's hard to do all all of the stuff that we're trying yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just that hyperbole and a half cartoon stick person. All the things. <laughs> all of it. Every single one. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple more, just for good measure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a busy, it is currently 2019. Yes, um, for a few more days. A few more days. We launched season. We finished season two, end of twenty eighteen. Yes, is that correct? That's correct. Oh my god! And then we we did record a few um, episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a couple, a couple, a couple in the can. In the, yeah. But uh, in the vault, I would in the, <laughs> in the di- not the Disney vault, in the uh, LOL, your gay vault. Yeah. I mean, we're working on the Disney vault, but it just hasn't come through yet. Yeah. It's a complicated. Pop- just right next to Song of the South. Can you imagine? I'm listening to this season of You Must Remember This, which mm-hmm. is a much better known podcast than our own. Um, what? And, well, I don't know. It's been around a little longer. Right. Um, and this season is entirely focused on Song of the South. Mm-hmm. Um, not funny. <laughs> it's not It's not comedic in the least. Well. But, uh, yeah, we're in a be. slightly different vault than mm-hmm. Song of the South, mm-hmm. thankfully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, either but, way. Yeah, so we had we do have a couple of episodes um, in the can. One of them is quite out of date, and I think we'll use it as a sort of uh, secret filler. Yeah, secret filler, <laughs> and then we also have one that uh, with a special guest that I think mm-hmm. is um, something we'll just use as a second or third episode of the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely something we're also hoping to have more guests this season. I know we've had guests mm-hmm. in the past, but uh, you know. You, you sit in a little red room with the same person for so long, and uh, sometimes you gotta you got to spice it up. Yeah. And uh, so we have some things in the works. No guarantees, no promises, because uh, we're all busy people. But yeah. uh I mean, worst case scenario, it's just two of us, and that's okay. Yeah. Even the worst case is not it's so pretty, bad. It's pretty fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the holidays, holidays are upon us again. Mm-hmm. Um, not to spend an entire another episode... On, on that, but it is, you know, the elephant in the room. Uh, how How is that? How are you with with that? Oh, I'm just anxious to have a little break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes got very wide. A, a break would be nice. A break would be nice. It's been a while. It has been. Um, I had a vacation, though, back in October, so I had a little break, but it was, right. it was, a, um, it was a traveling vacation. Like, I was... Mm-hmm bustling around and doing things it wasn't a right. sit and read a book under the christmas tree under the tree that's <laughs> right a, under it that's <laughs> completely beneath cramped space yeah. um hey. 
wasn't that kind of a vacation. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to more uh, cozy mm-hmm. sort of break. Yeah, I feel like we vacation very differently. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a doer. Mm. When I try, I I get to where I'm going, and mm-hmm. then I'm just I'm just there. <laughs> I, I I I just I can't I can't the hustle the hustle bustle. Right, it's too much. It's not for you. No. It's not for everyone. I like to just like get on a little plane, go to New York. I mean, I say this like I do this all the time. I've done it <laughs> thrice, <laughs> um, but I love the word thrice. thrice just is as a, a word. as a side. Thrice as a side is nice. Note. Thrice is nice. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, but I just like to go and like just drink coffee somewhere else. Basically, yeah, that's the that's the core goal. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's that's how you vacation. No, I do more. I do a mix of that. I I think in my last few trips, I've um been better about not trying to jam too much into the itinerary, mm-hmm. and also to enjoy just sitting and right. being in a cafe or going to a movie in a different mm-hmm. place, even though I could see that movie at home. Different seats, though. Different seats. Different treats. Different seats, as they, <laughs> as they, as they say. Well, wh- where did you go? I I have amnesia. I don't remember. <laughs> I went to uh, England. Oh, yes, across the pond, as across... they say, or we say. Right. I don't know if they say it. I think I, want... I think we say it on both sides of the pond. Yeah, I wonder if we are across the pond. Are we across the pond to them? I think, and vice versa. Right. Yeah. It's a reciprocal pond. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I went. To the other side of the pond that is the Atlantic Ocean. Right. Um, and traveled around to a few different spots in England. Mm. Um, it was lovely. I was there for about 11 days. And uh, the comedy highlight, I guess there were two comedy highlights. Um, one was that I went to see a work in progress show by Mae Martin, mm. who is a Canadian stand-up who lives and has lived in the UK for a number of years and who just coincidentally I had opened for last summer right. at the Halifax Pride Comedy Night. Mm-hmm. And um, the lovely uh, thing that happened at that show was that I would have put money on the fact that I had bought a ticket to this work in progress show. I would buy, I would uh, put money on the fact that you had I just as generally just knowing prepare. you as a person yeah, who, it was, who was prepared. In my calendar. Mm-hmm. And so I, that afternoon or late evening, I was at the Harry Potter studio tour, mm-hmm. um, another highlight, not related to comedy. Um, and I specifically left there in time to get to this show, mm-hmm. uh, which was back in London and got there, uh, only to discover that I was not on the list. <laughs> and despite going through my emails, could not find a receipt and it occurred to me that perhaps I had seen the listing, put it in my calendar, and only then found out that it had sold out um, and did not buy a ticket. Right. Uh, so the kind person at the door said, well, I'll put you on a wait list, and if anybody doesn't turn up, um, there's still a chance that you'll be able to get in. And sure enough, within a few minutes of that, uh, a group of three friends showed up, and there was supposed to be a fourth friend of theirs who wasn't able to make it, mm-hmm. and they just gave me the, the extra ticket. It was only, would have been five pounds, but... The, five pounds is five pounds. Yeah. It yeah. was a nice little gesture, I thought, and then I got to see the show, mm-hmm. so that was lovely. Um, and then I also, very uh, happily, just total coincidence of timing, shortly after, within weeks of me booking this trip a few months back, um, Hannah Gadsby announced her UK tour dates, mm-hmm. and it just so happened that she was in London when I was due to be in London. So uh, I got to see Hannah's new show, which is called Douglas, mm-hmm. just the name of one of her adorable dogs. Right. 
And uh, I got to go to the show um, through the power of Facebook, which is normally an evil power, but mm-hmm. occasionally does acts of good just to lull us into a false sense of security. Um, <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> I got to go to uh, see that show with my childhood best friend who has lived in England right. since we finished high school and who I had not seen in probably eight, seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got to go to that show together, and it was a delight. Amazing. And I'm excited for everyone to see it when it is on Netflix mm-hmm. at some point. I don't know what the release date for it is, but um, it's a great show. It's not yes. Nanette. It's it's a little bit different from that, but mm-hmm. um, just less trauma, really, right. at the end of the day. And uh, lots of laughs. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, some art history stuff in there. Talks and skewering of the patriarchy via art history, which mm-hmm. is kind of her niche, I think. Right, right. Um and she also talks a lot about her fairly recent autism diagnosis mm-hmm. and uh, her experience and difficulty in getting that diagnosis because mm-hmm. uh, she is not a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather late in life to be finally right. having that realization. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's quite open about that. And um, yeah, I thought it was a great show. She was on stage for, I think, over an hour and a half. Right. I assume the special will be shorter than that because it's typical, but... Uh, yeah. I'll be curious to see. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. It was great. So that was that was England. Yeah, no. I mean, amongst other things. Right, right. But yes, those were the comedy highlights of the right. trip. Yeah, for right. sure. Otherwise, you, like, ate a lot of meat pies. and Right, a lot of meat pies. For something Virginia Woolf related, you saw yeah, something. So it was sort of this unintentional lesbian tour of England right. that I ended up going <laughs> on. Um, you should do those. You should, like... Um, market them oh that's a great idea and like I, honestly you could yeah you know i wouldn't even have to out. like i could just write up the ideas for where to go and mm-hmm. things to do yeah it it just somehow worked out that way also my me being me probably had a lot to do with it <laughs> um so i got when i went to brighton uh upon my arrival uh the last house that virginia wolf ever lived in um is just outside of brighton and a very tiny town. And so I went there uh, because I'm a bit of a Virginia Woolf nerd and ended up also going to a lesbian cabaret show thing in Brighton that night, um, just on my own. And there was a little meetup group there. So I talked to strangers, which is not my usual, um, but it was nice. Um, they had a drag king and a stand up and a singer songwriter mm-hmm. perform um, over the course of the night. And one of the main highlights of the trip, not comedy related, was going to York and also to Halifax, UK, mm-hmm. uh, which is smaller than Halifax uh, NS that we are in. Um, because since we last spoke into these microphones in this red room, uh, I have become obsessed with a television show on HBO called Gentleman Jack, mm. uh, which is about a real life woman named Ann Lister and the house that she lived in, um, the estate that, that she owned, is still in Halifax and is accessible as a museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went up there, and that was very gay, um, <laughs> as she was, right. uh, despite it being uh, Georgian England, mm-hmm. I believe. Edwardian England. No, jo- anyway. The I totally Early know the 19th century. <laughs> Yeah, there was some king. He was named George or Edward, and I get them mixed up. Edwardian. 
<sighs> I this is not a, this is not in this is a side note, but <laughs> 19th century, 20th century, yes, 21st century, yes. I cannot and will right. never understand what that means. I it irritates me yeah. beyond no means that the ni- is the 19th was the 1800s. Yes, because years zero to 99. Is right. the first century right? But is that is that's that, why so that's the one? digits are off? Yeah, right. So it should have been two. I so guess, the second the, century have... is one hundred, right? To one ninety nine, right? I okay. <laughs> it's sort of like it. Apparently, in I believe it's Korea and maybe other places as well. Mm-hmm. They count human age differently. Mm-hmm. So the first year that you are on Earth is the year you are one, right? Whereas we count that as zero, and we just right. keep track of the months. And yeah. you turn one on the one-year anniversary of your birth. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of idea that right. you're- I like the other way. From our perspective, we're off by mm-hmm. a digit. So we are currently in the 21st century, right. even though the years start with two zero. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a thing you have to think about, though, every oh, time. A thing- My nightmare- is a thing you have to think about. I don't. I don't want a thing. I have to think of. I don't want. I just want to. Wa- I just want to giggle and eat cheeseburgers and be left alone. It's like the three core values I have. Yeah. And thinking about what a particular century is. Yeah. Is and really. Let alone who you know. the king of England was oh, or I, queen at exactly. any given time. It, it, I, who cares? Really? Who knows? Who cares? But either way, I'm glad that was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. What did what else did we get up to? The this is kind of an impromptu year in review, yeah. Um, episode, yeah, because well, because it, it has been a full year. It's been a year, and it feels like nothing, but <laughs> it has been so much. Yeah. So I guess we had talked about um, we were making a film at the time. That's right. Uh, a year ago, mm-hmm. we were just we just found out we got the money to make it, and we mm-hmm. were starting off to make it. So fast forward. A year, we've made it. It's made. It's finished, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, it was, it's screened here at the film festival, and we're waiting to hear back from some other ones. Mm-hmm. But we're really happy with how how it turned out. It's a nice yeah. little film. It is a nice that, little like, film. Is what we intended it to be. Yeah, which is I think a feat of uh, to be celebrated. As do I. Yeah. yeah, I think we had a we did a great job, and as did all of the wonderful people who, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, decided to help us. Um, Great question. Still blows my mind that <laughs> anybody cared at all. Yeah. Uh, to, to but people cared so much. They did. People cared so much and did yeah, such a good job. Yeah, it was really lovely. Yeah. And um, yeah, we are very happy with the end result, which mm-hmm. doesn't always happen. Like you never know what's no. what the result is going to be or what's going to happen on the days you end up shooting and what mm-hmm. could go wrong. And yeah, you know, really, very little went. Nothing went totally wrong. No. Just a few little logistical things. Yeah, which is And we is had normal. such a good, like, cast. Mm-hmm. Our cast, Stephanie and Kyle specifically, mm-hmm. just killed it. Everybody mm-hmm. was, like, super funny, um, but also, like, really heartfelt. And, and I don't know. It was just, like, a really beautiful experience. The the <laughs> I remember the only thing that was, like, an issue when we were shooting was, like, we were shooting a hallway scene. So for those of you who don't yeah. know, the, the, the film is about two friends who work at a mall, kind of this like rundown mall where mm-hmm. they work in like a baggage store where you buy your suitcases. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's kind of close. And so they're in the process of like coming to the realization that they're, you know, all these sales they're having aren't for no reason. <laughs> and um, so we 
kind of spend a lot of time with them in the mall, wandering around, kind of talking about life and work and change and all of these things. And there's one scene where they're like in the main corridor of the hallway and they're supposed to be the halls or the the mall's kind of technically closed right. in the film at this point. Um but we were shooting in the morning before the mall opened and they were super great. They let us you shoot everywhere we wanted yeah. to. And but that meant that there was people in the mall as well. And there was this like gaggle of children that kept running around <laughs> and from uh, the lullaby lounge. From the lullaby lounge. Uh and uh but it was like you know, super sweet. It was just this really kind of like not intense moment, but it was maybe like the more intense moment in the film mm. and emotionally vulnerable moment maybe or, or yeah. something. And uh, so it was funny to have like people chasing children kind of distantly in the background. Um, but besides that, everything was yeah. uh, relatively smooth. Yeah. I had to go down. It was sort of funny the way it worked because the mall itself the stores were not open, but mm-hmm. the mall itself was kind of open to yeah. the public at that hour of the morning, which we weren't totally aware was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up having to, they have this open space in the mall or one of the, like it could be a store, but they use it as a, they call it the lullaby lounge. Mm-hmm. And it's just a place that parents can go to like nurse or take their kids just to mm-hmm. blow off some steam if they can't be in the stores. Mm-hmm. And so there were people hanging out there, and I ended up having to kind of be the bouncer at the lullaby lounge, like trying to politely ask parents on a Sunday morning Mm -hmm. who were really just there for a break to let their kids run around to not let their kids bolt out into the hallway of the mall. And to the point where I ended up just like making friends with one of these tiny children, picking them up and taking them up to the closer to the set so that Mm -hmm. he could see what was going on and... Uh, it was all very uh, amusing yeah. and great act of uh, relationship building and uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and endearing ourselves to the public. Yeah, well, that's what I loved about the mall we shot at. So we shot mm-hmm. out in Bedford mm-hmm. um, at the Sunnyside Mall, and the staff out there were so great, yeah, so like welcoming and giving to us. And um, but they do all kinds of cool stuff. Like a lot of malls, yeah. try to be like, I don't know, they try to be too. Nowadays, they're trying to be very fancy. Very fancy and very, like, whatever. And mm-hmm. that's not to say that the stuff in Sunnyside isn't nice, but what they do with spaces that aren't being used is, like, they take, they have, like, creative use of spaces. So mm-hmm. they make a lullaby lounge at a store that doesn't exist anymore. Right. You know, like, they give storefronts to people with their little tiny businesses where they're making crafts and stuff. Yep. Like, they do that stuff as like a community building tool, but also to get people in the doors. And I think it's so smart and nice. It is smart. Yeah. It's much more community oriented than yeah. the average and shopping so it, mall. And that's what made it that kind of community space. And that's kind of why people were there when the mall wasn't even open. Yeah. But that's kind of kind of cool. I it mean, I don't know. Cool. That's kind of into it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you're uh, if you're a filmmaker and you need to shoot in a mall, mm-hmm. Sunnyside Mall was very helpful for us. So. Yeah. I've always been a fan of that mall. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. great Pete's. There's a great Pete's there, yeah. yeah. There used to be a uh, store doesn't exist anymore, but there was a local shop called Backyard and Veranda. Mm. They had a couple of locations. They sold housewares and right. um, usually played jazzy Christmas music at mm-hmm. this time of year. And yeah. I, it was one of those stores where I just thought, if I had to live in a store, I would live here. Because <laughs> they had all like the one use, one function kitchen implements right. and nice furnishings and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a lovely spot. Kind of like a think kitchen, but like uh, a, like like broader. Think it's like thinking beyond the kitchen. It was definitely beyond kitchen. So they had you could buy a couch there, right? Like a, a higher end. 
expensive couch, mm-hmm. uh, rugs and things like area rugs, mm. but also like here's a set of spices or a <laughs> like a cherry pitter and things like right. kind of like I guess kind of like crate and barrel mm. in terms of the scope of stuff that they carried. Right. Like you, you wouldn't even if I had lived in the store, there wouldn't have been enough food for me to live on. Right. Because it was mostly spices and. Things right. like that, yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of comforts, mm-hmm. uh, they had they had all the things: candles and light fixture, shower curtains, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. set the mood. Yeah, right. Well, that's, mm. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I, I was. So long. <laughs> that's long a long short, way of saying it this was, store doesn't exist yeah. <laughs> anymore. But it used to be in Sunnyside Mall, and it's one of the reasons I came to like Sunnyside Mall, and I still do. Yeah, it's also nice to chicken burger. It's right next to the chicken Which burger. Which is nice. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who aren't from Halifax, uh, the chicken burger is just this like. It's an <laughs> institution. It's an old restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> that people like. Yeah. I mean, it's good. There's like burgers and they have chicken things. They have mm-hmm. a lot of good. The neon is the main reason I go. It's like it's like oh, a yeah. 50s, they very 50s. Neon. Dinery. Yeah. They've also got a good jukebox. Great jukebox. Yeah. And good milkshakes. Good milkshakes. Kind of half grumpy staff. Yeah. Which is like, it kind of needed. I think need... that's what you want in a. That's what I want in a yeah. quick takeout. I want gruffness. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but friendly, like friendly gruffness. The the staff. I don't. I don't go to the chicken burger that often, but I like. <laughs> I liken it to a diner that I used to go to growing up in Sydney that also doesn't exist anymore. This is just turning into the like yeah. places Lisa used to love to go, <laughs> that are closed now. That'd be, that could, would be an offshoot podcast. <laughs> It's a list that grows all the time. Yeah. Uh, but there was a chain of family restaurants in mm-hmm. Sydney where I grew up called Jasper's. And when I was in high school, my friends and I used to go to Jas- one of the Jasper's locations mm-hmm. um, quite regularly. Mm-hmm. And the there was a particular server there who we called mom. I don't think to her face. Um, right. But she was like a middle – she was the age <laughs> of our moms, sort of a middle-aged woman. Yeah. And she was – lovely to us and like Mm -hmm. tolerated high school students on a daily basis but was also like didn't take any stuff from us like just like would occasionally like i think once actually dropped a large stack of menus on my friend's head not dropped (laughs) but like smacked him a little bit with some menus like just to smarten him up like i like that it's like yeah it's personable and warm yeah in a uh, tough love kind of way. <laughs> totally. Yo, I, 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 I totally, I feel you right there. Uh, yeah, like one of my favorite spots. Um, I really love going out to um, gyms on the Beverly Highway. It's a very, it's kind of a similar oh, kind of like. Gyms. We should go to gyms sometime yes. soon. It's very good. I mean, it's like, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's like a family restaurant. It's like a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. The staff are like the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, it's a lot of the same people that have been there for years. Um, the food is like the same it's been for years, and yep. it's good, and I really like it. Um, it's good booths. Good, I love a booth. Right, right on the Bedford Highway, Bed- booth on the highway. Diner booth. So nice. And the summer's a big like uh, deck out onto the harbor. Oh. It's beautiful. Um, but there's there's one particular server who like every time I walk in, I'm like, please be my server, please be my server, please be my server, because like <laughs> she's just this, she's this older lady, and she's just so mommy like yeah. i don't like i don't mean mo- like mom ish mom ish is what yeah I'm, yeah I, I, I redact the earlier statement <laughs> because i had a chill as soon as i said it um <laughs> she's very momish yeah and it's like so comforting and she's so kind and mm-hmm. so i just i love going to those kind of places yeah 
They're just my favorite spots. They're nice. I uh, so something you mentioned. Well, the, the the restaurants you were talking about a second ago, mm-hmm. and talking about being in high school and in those things, kind of reminds me of a thing we're doing now. Right. I have a really I have a terrible memory, and so I'm like <laughs> sitting here being like year in review, year in review. What have I done? What have, I don't remember any of it. Um, no, we've done a lot. Um, but something we're working on currently um, mm-hmm. is something we could mention for a, for a moment. Yeah, might be kind of fun. Sure. Um, so we're working on, so we made a short film, so we're like, well, we can just make a feature film now. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because <laughs> that's how it works. Next logical step, you make one, uh, yeah, one, one single short film and one then incredible, rite of passage. Incredibly yes. beautiful, poignant, artistic, integ- like full of integrity, groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Genre bending. Genre bending. Really. A little bit. Film. <laughs> of course you can make a feature. Yeah. So we're currently uh, writing that. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows uh, that inevitably in a year when we come back with our next episode, I'm, that's that's <laughs> a joke. Um, uh, who knows if it'll, if it'll happen or not? I mean, yeah. a, a feature film is a much bigger money suck than a short yes. film, which is already a pretty big money suck. Surprisingly big, um, yes. But we're working on a script to apply for this like other program that's kind of similar to what we did mm-hmm. with the short film. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of excited about that. And it's about... You know, kind not. It's kind of not about us, but it's not not about us as like <laughs> teenagers. And it's kind of we're writing thing. what we know is is often advised of mm-hmm. writers. I think writing what you know is like the thing to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if I'm like a good writer or if I'm just a good rememberer. Right. But I was thinking also, that when you said you have a bad memory, but you actually do yeah. have a good memory. I have a good memory. I have moments. a very specific memory. Mm-hmm. So like there are there are like years just of a gap. Like I have no idea <laughs> what happened basically in junior high. But oh, I have like, you know what I mean? I have like, that's not true. I have like three memories from junior high. <laughs> I have like three memories from every period of my life. Mm. So I don't remember big swaths of things, but I remember specific things and a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to take those and just kind of transcribe them as, quote, fiction, yes. end quote. Um, but, but, but yeah, so we're kind of working on this kind of idea of um, writing a film about um, like rural queer kids who are mm-hmm. like not owed or kind of like still trying mm-hmm. to figure stuff out. Um, and, mm. and, you know, they're not graduating yet, so they're still going to be in these communities for a while. And kind of talk about that stuff because people haven't really told those stories in this way a ton before. So we're kind of excited about that. Yeah. And it's set in, at the moment anyway, who knows? Things can change. But the way we're writing it now, it's set in the, well, speaking of centuries. Right. But I like to call the turn of the century, (laughs) 1999 to 2000. Yeah. The dawn of the millennium. Mm -hmm. Um, Partly because we like the idea of using... The technology of that time, like pre-texting, mm-hmm. cell phones existed, but not everyone had one. And a lot there was a lot of, for high school students of our age bracket, um, we used instant messenger a lot mm-hmm. uh, to communicate over our computers. What a thought. Which we did not have in our pockets at the time. No. I would never have even contemplated the possibility, to be honest. But And that there weren't even, it was a public, not public, but it was, you know, your family computer. Yeah. Where you have to go and... Yeah, like my, to your friends. my computer was, most of the time, was in my parents' bedroom. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was the only place in the house where there was room mm-hmm. for another desk. Yeah. Because my parents didn't want it in the living room. Mm-hmm. It was briefly in the dining room when we first got our computer. Right. And then that didn't last because right. you don't want a big 
honking monitor there when you're hosting people for dinner. Fair enough. Yeah, so it ended up that was where the computer was, which is sort of strange. I think honestly, I think mine and it didn't and it wasn't it didn't start there, mm. but like it, in my later years in high school, it was there because hmm. we only had like we only had enough rooms for like me and my brother to have a room and yep. my parents to have a room Same and everything here. else was just like the house. <laughs> yeah. And not, it wasn't, not it wasn't, a, it was like a small kind of bungalow. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know we've. Did we grow up in the same house? I, I, it sounds kind of similar. <laughs> it was also a, a bungalow. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like a, like a three room. Three bedroom, kind of L-shaped. Well, this was, it was kind of just long. Oh, okay. Mine was yeah. more of an L-shape. Right. But. Same you know, idea. Same, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because there's a bend in yours. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so it ended up in the, in the parental bedroom. Yeah. Which is, I mean. Now it's like, oh, that's maybe weird. But at the time, it was like, well, where else are you going to put it? Was my house L? No, my house was not L shaped. I think it just felt that way because all the bedrooms were on. <laughs> well, the no, I, it's true. It was a bit of an L. My parents' bedroom was at the front of the house, and mm-hmm. it extended out a bit further than the rest of the house. Yeah, jeez, right. we haven't lived there in such a long time that it's right. starting to fade from my memory. I right. like to drive by it though when I go home. Yeah. Um, just because I'm curious. Oh my! Yeah, my parents still live in the same house. Oh right, that yeah. I was like, I spent my entire life in. in. Yeah, mine have moved. Right. Yeah, it always it's weird. That's uh, most people. That is the case. Most people have moved a bunch in yeah. their life, or not a bunch, but they've moved at some, at point. some point in their yeah. life. Yeah. And that was what was so weird for me, because like when I was until I was nineteen, I lived in the same house on the same street in the same town mm-hmm. for my whole life, and. Like I didn't even like going away for a night. Like I, it was like yeah. I, it was something. There's something really grounding about that. Yeah. And, and yeah. So I guess as like adults, we're kind of like we move around all the time, especially in Halifax, where like you just kind of have to like. Well, you just moved. Well, Speaking exact, of year in review, you moved. I moved. I moved. <laughs> uh, I was uh, beautifully run evicted, uh, which is the yeah. uh, you know that's Halifax right now. It is. And uh, was able to find a spot in a, in a really nice co-op, which was super lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I, it, yeah, this, the, living in, basically living on, the, living on the East Coast right now is pretty near impossible. Yeah, the housing situation is not great. It's bonkers. Yeah. I feel like I'm paying for Toronto, but I'm still waiting 40 <laughs> minutes for a bus, <laughs> which happened on the way here. Yeah. Every time I'm like, I'm not going to drive today. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do my part. I'm yeah. gonna get out my boots. I don't know my. You I are wear the boots. same shoes pretty much every day, but <laughs> I'm gonna go to the bus stop. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. down. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, not contribute to the carbon emissions. Use public transit. Yeah, and they just never come. Oh, but I mean, that is disappointing. Those of you in Halifax, you already know what I'm talking about. Don't belabor the point, and everyone yeah. else don't care. So yeah, but something is going on with the uh, mm-hmm. volume of traffic in the city. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Every time you have come to visit me in Dartmouth for the last oh. few months, you get caught in some terrible traffic, yeah. uh, by Halifax standards, a traffic jam, which right. is not the same as in other places. But No, but for here. It should not take you, what, 45 minutes yeah, to cross one the day bridge. to get across the bridge. No, <laughs> no but it, I, I feel like there's- and it, But it I, keeps I, happening. And... It keeps happening. There's like, a, I think a lot of it is like, and I mean, I don't want to be the person who's like- Straight people ruin my life, but <laughs> <laughs> it's usually like there's a big public event where families are kind of just like, yeah, throwing their vehicles everywhere, yeah, and then the roads are just 
completely blocked. I remember the what the, the oh, first, it was the air the air show. It wasn't even an air show. Well, no, it was a plane just, flew over. There were vi- the the <laughs> I don't remember the red arrows. I think they're called, which yeah. is like the British equivalent of our snowbirds, the right. the showy trick yeah. plane people. I don't know how they do it. Like I, th- I do think it's an impressive thing what they do because they're flying so close and it's sure. very dangerous sure. and they're high speed. I get it. Yeah, but they did. Barely a flyover, mm-hmm. and there were thousands of people. Thousands of people had descended on downtown Dartmouth, yeah. and I assume downtown Halifax as well, yeah. to watch this very brief, brief show. <laughs> if I could describe it in a word, it was it so was brief. brief. My, I talked to a friend of mine later, and she lives in Coal Harbor, which is geographically close enough to Shearwater where the planes mm-hmm. would have been. Leaving from, she said, I saw a much better show of them just out practicing right. that wasn't official mm-hmm. from her backyard right? than anybody saw downtown. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It doesn't really ring my bell. You know, I mean, it doesn't ring my jingle bells. I mean, it's like that time of year. <laughs> I, it just, I don't know. Like, there are lots of things in this world that are very difficult. Yeah. That I don't want to watch. You know what I mean? I, I, Hearts, open heart surgery. Open heart surgery. Not that interested. <laughs> uh, what else is hard? Uh, uh, I like watching th- a thing that is hard. Um, <laughs> sp- <laughs> phrasing. A thing that is difficult right. that I like to watch <laughs> is things to do with space travel. Right. Right. <laughs> because a highlight of, I think it was this past year, um, Time is a flat circle, and sometimes I forget. Exactly, yeah. But I went to see, on the big screen, the documentary Apollo 11, right? which is about the moon landing mm-hmm. and the, the various Apollo missions leading up to the moon landing, and it was mind-blowing. Right. It's all this archival footage that most people had not seen before mm. because it got put in a vault. Not the Disney vault. Some other vault. The right. NASA vault. A fourth. Um, a maybe that's where we'll put our podcasts. <laughs> we don't ever Send air. Send all the NASA? I mean... <laughs> Yeah. They're not going to space. What are they spending the money on? Oh, my God. We should send our podcast to space. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> but this, uh, my friend and I went to, to watch this documentary. I got passes, for, so it didn't even cost me any money. Hmm. And we were just flabbergasted, first of all, that this footage exists. Right. It, it was shot, I think, on 35 millimeter, a mm-hmm. lot of it. And everything was documented. Mm-hmm. And I still, even though I know I'm not a cons a moon landing conspiracy person. Right. I know that this happened. Yeah. That th- these people got in a metal can <laughs> and some very smart people mm-hmm. figured out how to get that metal can onto the moon. Yeah. <laughs> to really oversimplify space travel. I mean. To the max. It's oversimplified, but it is. A- I mean, it's I mean, that's what happened. That's what happened. Some super smart people <laughs> sent, sent a Campbell soup can to space. Yeah. 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 So my friend and I are just, we got in the car after, we're like, can you imagine, like, can you really believe, like, I understood why there are conspiracy theorists, mm-hmm. because it really does seem impossible mm-hmm. that this is a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And yet I believe it. And so I <laughs> called my mother that night because I was just so, I don't know, moved by mm-hmm. this act of human accomplishment <laughs> that from 50 years ago, I right. wasn't even alive. Like, it's a long time ago that this happened. And I was like, Mom. You were alive when this happened. Mm-hmm. She was a teenager. Like, she would have been aware of what was going on in the world. I was like, were, like, did your head explode? Like, were you just 
all of this was being broadcast on television live. Like, did you watch it? Do you remember what this was like watching this happen? And she's like, oh, yeah, I kind of vaguely remember. Like, I think we saw it on the news. And I could not imagine being alive when the moon landing was happening and Mm. not just taking a week off work to watch it all (laughs) unfold. Yeah. So that's a thing that I do like watching that's difficult. Right. Um, but not everybody, <laughs> including no. my own mother. And my father had a kind of similar response. Like, right. I think they both had televisions in their mm. houses at that point in time. And just, I don't know. I felt like I was more impacted by it now, 50 years later, mm-hmm. than they were in the moment when it happened. I wonder if it has, I mean, it's there's always like, you know, retrospect and all those things. But I wonder if something has to do with like, how we have a more just like a generally more skeptical mm, we just have more skepticism in us yeah or like we're taught to critically analyze things yeah. or like we're, we're we question stuff mm-hmm. where maybe it not that no one questioned anything in the 50s but like or whenever what it was what century was what are we talking <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was 50 years ago? It was in the 60s. In the 60s. Um, so, yeah, some people didn't question things in the 60s. Obviously, they did. But mm-hmm. I think maybe we're even, like, more hypercritical and more hyper aware of, like, fact-checking and, yeah. like, you know, all of that stuff. So we would be more impressed if so- if something – or we would just be – we would be it would be more salient in our, like mm. – you know what I mean? We we're just more aware of everything that's happening right? versus – you know, 50 years ago when people were just, people would find out weeks down the road that something happened. <laughs> Where like right now, yeah. if something happened right now, we would know we would 15 know. seconds from yeah. now. Yeah. And I think maybe it also is to, has to do with the fact that there was a lot of time leading up to the moon landing. Like it was a point of, it was a thing that Kennedy said that he would make happen. And mm-hmm. it was in the daily, maybe not daily conversation, but it was part of the news. Yeah. Whereas now it's it's history, mm-hmm. and we're not talking about going to the moon anymore. Well, we do, but the funding is being cut and all this sort of stuff. Like, there, space is still a thing that we're exploring, mm-hmm. but it just still blows my mind that that happened. Yeah, at a time when you, and you you watch this documentary and you're like, the little screens that they're looking at. <laughs> Like they're just it, it doesn't even look like MS DOS. It's just, yeah. like I don't even know what kind of computer programming they're using. And when, <laughs> when you think of it's just those like those things like, at airports where they're like the it all kind of ticks down. Yeah, it's like the, the screens are. <laughs> yeah, and that they could talk to each other, and it was a live broadcast on mm. television. I guess it's just because we I wasn't there. Yeah. So it shocks right. me that it was possible then because sometimes mm. like I can't get my phone to connect to the wi-fi and i yeah. can't understand what's going wrong mm-hmm. and that's just a modem in the other room it's not like they're on the moon <laughs> yeah i mean the moon it's crazy <laughs> i i just feel like a grinch most of the time about a lot of things like that i'm kind of <laughs> i'm like yeah i I just want to. I want to be able to, and I mean, this is probably my just my privilege talking, but I want to be able to navigate the world, uninterrupted, twenty all the time. <laughs> like I just, I just, and not interrupt, not uninterrupted as if, as in like people are just like constantly like shepherding me through life. Right. I don't no. mean that. I just mean like I want to be left alone. Yeah, like I want to. I want to yes. be able to go to Dartmouth when I want to go to Dartmouth, 
and it not be a big thing yeah. that, like, there's a bunch of, you know, straight people dragging their kids around to look at a plane for 10 seconds. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that has to do with my life. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, I wish it had less connection. Gotcha. But, but hey, I mean, straight people aren't getting one anywhere. So <laughs> we're going to have to navigate around them somehow. Some of them went to the moon. Some of them went to the moon. Yeah. I mean, they could all go to the moon. <laughs> I mean, that might be the next logical step. Or we go to. The, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'd rather stay here. Yeah. I'd rather stay here. I. Yeah. I'm not someone who. People always. People always ask me. That's. that's, not, that's no. People, but people often ask, you know, like if you could, if you could be one of the people that like colonize Mars. a new planet or yeah. Mars or whatever, would you do that? Yeah. And I would you. I, I have thought about. I. I, I have not. thought about it. There's a zero percent chance. Oh, z- no. <laughs> Is there cable on the mo- on Mars? Can I watch? I mean, maybe local access television on Mars. Oh, uh, pro- well, you could start a local access. Uh, I'm going to Mars. Network. Never mind. You've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but you would go. You would think about it. I have thought about it, and I, I, there was a call out mm-hmm. within the last couple of years. Um, I can't remember who it was that was looking for people to actually sign up for a long mission. Right. Um, and I think it was Mars. Anyway, and there are people who, there's a podcast called The Habitat mm. that I listened to last year, which is about, uh, it's a documentary about a group of people who sign up for one of these training programs. So they're not mm. actually going mm. to Mars, but they go to Hawaii mm. and they live in a dome right. for, <laughs> I think, a year. And... <laughs> Time well spent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's essentially like on some level, it's a psychological test mm-hmm. to see if these folks can right. be in a confined space with the same group of people for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do little exercises like they they go out of the dome, but they have to put their suits on and right. these relationships form amongst the, I think there were only eight people. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think two of them fell in love, actually, which is, oh, you know, do. of course. Always, always, <laughs> always with the love. Yeah, always, always. Humans. Humans going to do that. Um, so I, I've contemplated it, but, you know, I, at the end of the day, it's like, well. For I, dating? No. Not, <laughs> <laughs> no, the Mars thing. Right. Um, no, but going maybe, to Mars for dating. Going to Mars for dating actually right. might be, like, just as well as right. uh, as here at uh, the rate I'm going. Um, but yeah, I've thought about like, would that be interesting Mm -hmm. and significant, but it involves leaving everything and everyone behind. Right. Which I think is easy to think about it. Yeah. No more (laughs) podcasts. It's easy to think about it in, in the abstract, but Mm -hmm. then if it really came down to it, yeah, it's going to be pretty tricky. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was, well, hearing you talk about the, the Hawaii thing and it, in, it immediately made me think of Survivor. And... Oh, yeah, we talked about Survivor on the last episode. Oh, did we? Very briefly. Very brief. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should always talk about Survivor at least <laughs> for a couple minutes. Yeah. And I, as a side note, I am still captivated by that show. Every time it mm-hmm. just comes on the box when I'm sitting at home, <laughs> I just end up on the edge of my seat, just waiting to see what happens. I. It's it's a well structured. It's a perfectly piece of structured television. television. Yeah. And but I think a Mars. Version oh. Survivor Mars, yeah. I mean, it could even be shot. Just build a dome somewhere and just say it's Mars. Yeah, you know, 
Well, that's essentially what this training program is, is they mm -hmm. pretend that they're on Mars. Right. And Maybe they yeah. should add in uh, tribal councils to right. this and you get process. What happens when you get voted off of Mars? Like, you get shot into space. Float away. Yeah. You get shot into real space. You get shot from the Earth up into space <laughs> in a little... Soup can. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. you go. Tomato, maybe. I prefer chicken noodle. Uh. I don't like tomatoes. Adam, you may recall that last year, the last time we recorded an episode of the podcast, we made a resolution. I do. Yeah. I do. We had talked about the fact that in previous episodes, we have attempted to start having new recurring segments mm -hmm. um, on various episodes, but the only one that has ever stuck is Laugh of the Week. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. We've in, we've had others that were one offs. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't follow through, so nope. we were uh, no, <laughs> we didn't. We were going to talk about where us. everybody lived. <laughs> right. We should do that sometime. We should. We should do it. <clears throat> we have lots of data now. Right. Um, we we kind of stopped when we assumed that somebody listening in Duluth was Maria Bamford and figured, right. well, we've hit the. It mark. doesn't matter who else is listening. <laughs> She still hasn't called, so I don't think it was her. Um, so I have a suggestion. Mm -hmm. um, we have in the past received listener mail. Right. Um, again, a, a one-time appearance as a segment mm -hmm. uh, about email addresses that are oh, unfortunate. Yeah. Um, we've since now just received recently a another piece of listener mail, in this case a, a voicemail, um, mm. and... It's very lovely. It's from, I will disclose that it is from the children of a coworker of mine. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe I won't give too much of a lead in and we'll just, <laughs> um, we'll just play the message. Here you go. Hi, Lisa and Adam. We just want you, um, I'm Myron and I'm Lars. Um, we wanted to tell you how much we love your podcast. There, uh, we normally watch it during in the car, and um, normally my mom would say, "Listen to um, her her music because she would want to." But we would really want the podcast, even though we're only eight and six. We really, really like your podcast, and they're the we think they're the best podcasters which have been ever made. Could you please send us um, a photo of you and Adam? Please. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Adam. Well, that is just about the most precious thing I've heard in a long time. It was so cute. So sweet. Thank you, Myron and Lars, for your message. Um, we're really happy that you enjoyed the podcast. And safe to say... Myron and Lars are our youngest listeners on record. Absolutely. I know of I know. no younger listeners. No. So we can say that we appeal to folks of many ages. Cross-generationally. Yes. And I did, um, uh, for our listeners at home, I did send Myron and Lars a photo of Adam and I. Uh, the reason being, realized they didn't know what we looked like. Mm -hmm. They just hear our voices um, and... 
so I did pass that along. So if you uh, are a listener of any age, um, but I mean, let's be honest, if you are an adorable child, uh, <laughs> you're more likely to get featured on yeah. this podcast. Um, but do send in uh, mail. It can be um, a voice memo. I don't know how. I think people can record those and send them via email. You could email that to us. Yeah. Or uh, send us a, send us an email, send us a message on the various social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we haven't deleted them from our smartphones, let's be honest, <laughs> uh, we will receive them. Uh, yeah. Let's see if we can try to make listener mail yeah. a thing. So after all of that, uh, we just have one more thing to do, yes. which is the laughs of the week. Yes. Well, we have two things. We have laughs of the week. Yes, and because it's been so long, mm-hmm. I feel like we should do a laugh of the year. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, without further ado, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, I, I can maybe start. I know you're uh, typically I, mine is dumb and yours is not, so I'll. Uh, well, <laughs> mine's dumb this time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Well, I I mean, and mine's uh, what's the? It's not self self effacing. I don't think that's what I mean. It's sort of I'm like if I'm making myself feel good or if I'm complimenting myself. How would I? What, oh, it is self self aggrandizing. That maybe no. That's so, when you like pump yourself, like puff your chest out. It's kind of well. I'll puff my chest while I t- while I say it. I <laughs> now I want to know what. Either self-effacing way, self effacing. I think self effacing sure. is actually like the opposite. Yeah. I I think I said it one time because I thought I was smart or I was trying to be smart and then I never really figured out. Yeah, self-effacing is not claiming attention for oneself. Retiring and modest. Right. So not so that. So it is the opposite. So the opposite over that is. Um so I it's mostly just I I I I I thought of something that was funny. Uh I posted it on Twitter and like most mm-hmm. content on Twitter it went into the void got very little attention um it's, it's not unusual that's kind of how it goes it but I was really tickled by this <laughs> this thing and so I was, so I was sitting at home I was eating KFC and um I was watching a commercial or I was watching TV and the commercial came on for t- for KFC mm-hmm. and the commercial the slogan, the, like the tagline for this KFC commercial was "Get to KFC," and I, for I, <laughs> catchy line, KFC. Um, but in my head, I heard it as "Get thee to a KFC," like "Get thee to a nunnery," <laughs> and it also has the same syllables. It's like "Get thee to a KFC." It's it was funnier in my head <laughs> in home. Well, but, yeah, that happens. But that was kind of so I so I posted it and it didn't really get it. Mm. But it's fine. It didn't land. It didn't land. It often doesn't. Um, but you made yourself laugh. I made myself laugh, and that's really that's what laugh of the week is. Is there your you go. laugh exactly? Yeah, it doesn't have to have been a community laugh. No, not at all. Mm. And so what? So what about you? Mine's very silly. Um, we were having an mine was ev- very serious. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, we were having an event uh, for work earlier this week, and it was a public event, and we had hired a musician to come in and play a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And so I was helping with the tech setup. A computer keyboard. Um, sorry, no, a piano <laughs> keyboard to be specific. Right. Um, though you never know with computer programs True. a keyboard can make music if right. you have the right programming mm-hmm. um no this was like a 
piano keyboard. Right. An electric piano? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, musical keyboard. Right. And I was helping with the tech setup, not leading it, but we have a colleague who has a background in theater tech, which mm. is really handy for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So I was just helping with like the mic checks and mm. the sound checks on the keyboard. And so I should have prefaced this by saying, I do not know how to play the piano. Right. At all. I can play hot cross buns. Mm-hmm. That is it. So colleague is over at soundboard. There's other people mingling around because they were setting up for a lunch. So like half of my office, mm. maybe more than half of my office is in this room just mingling around getting set up. Not mingling. Working. Getting mm. set up for this big event. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting at the keyboard that I do not know how to play. Right. And so we're, I just hit a few keys and like made terrible sounds come out of the speakers to, to check them. And mm-hmm. then I saw a button on the keyboard that said demo slash song. <laughs> I'm not the first person to do this. But I hit that button. Yeah. And I played my heart out. Like I just, I got so into it and I was just channeling every overly enthusiastic pianist right. I have ever seen mm-hmm. in a soft rock Right. video and i got a real good laugh from <laughs> everybody who saw what was happening right and it it made me feel good because i had been joking when i was doing the mic checks like mm-hmm. maybe like tell us a joke and it's like there's no free comedy right <laughs> people pay me good money to tell jokes so you're not getting anything today and then couldn't help myself right and had to get a, like you know oh. it's, it's an insatiable it's need an to get a laugh when yeah. the opportunity presents itself, and I was not going to let that no. pass me by. It's amazing. Yeah, I love that. I love a demo on a keyboard. It was it's, catchy too. It's also the it's always the most like extra. Oh yeah, over the top theatrical like. Yeah, I mean, it really demos that keyboard. It mm-hmm. shows you the extremes of its. Oh yeah, ability. like I was using all of the keys. Like, yeah. The, oh, the of length of the board. The length of the board was brought into play. <laughs> and so, so that's our week. Laughs. Yeah. This week's laughs is a what's it? It's been so long. Last of the week. Laughs of the week. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and we, we share. We're gonna share our laugh mm-hmm. of the of the year. Yeah. Um, because it uh, it came with um when our film premiered at the film festival, we saw another film. Yes. And uh, that we both uh, really cracked up a lot at. A lot. Greener Grass, which is written and directed by two very funny people named Jocelyn DeBoer and Don, I'm probably going to mispronounce her last name, I think it's Luby, L-U-E-B-B-E. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on a short film, which you can watch on YouTube if you want to get a feel for what this film was like. Um, and we decided to go to it, despite the fact that there was a very uh, well-received film that sold out by a local right. celebrity. Um, <laughs> a very important serious documentary by a right. local celebrity was mm. playing and sold out at least two screens. And also Parasite was playing at the mm-hmm. same time, um, which had won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. I have since seen it. It's amazing. Mm. Um, but we decided to go to this little, weird... Scrappy little... Scrappy little comedy <laughs> out of Los Angeles... <laughs> Called Greener Grass had no mm-hmm. idea really what to expect, no. except that the visual that accompanied oh. the film and the program oh. you found so disgusting, uh, and horrified. I found so funny. Horrified. Uh, it basically is a very a close up of two mouths, post kiss, and they both have they're adults, and they both mm-hmm. have braces, and they're spit 
connecting the two, but not in a cruel intention sort of way. Like it's more gross. No, than it's that. not. It's it's not sexy. No, no. <laughs> um, and wow, it was for me. Other than our own film, mm-hmm. probably the highlight of right. the film festival <laughs> yeah. this year. And I wish more people had got. Well, Deerskin was also really good. Right. Um, those two in particular. Yeah, it was. It was such a strange film. Yeah. I think the thing I liked the most about it was like it kind of felt like a bunch of comics who were just like, what can I do to up the ridiculousness of this? And Mm -hmm. then everybody just has to play along. Yeah. Like one of my favorite things, one of my favorite through lines in the film is there's uh there's it's kind of set in this kind of like Stepford Wives kind of like yeah. perfect quote community suburban community. Yep. And uh one of my favorite things about the film is this one of the main characters and I think she the two women that play the, the two main lead characters ca- lead actors are the writer director. The writer and director. Yeah. yeah. So they were like and I, that, I think it always really works because they really get the characters. Yeah. Um, and so there's a scene where they're at a soccer game yeah. and a soccer ball comes over to her and she's st- like just in front of everyone, stuffs it up her dress and looks like she's pregnant. But then she be- she is pregnant in yes. the minds of all these people. And herself. And it's herself. It's just accepted that now she's pregnant. Yeah. And so like it start and then she bursts the ball. Yeah. And then and has the ball as a child. Like it just They get family photos done. Yeah. She's holding the ball. It's it's a level of absurdity that I haven't you don't see a lot. Like you'll see mm-hmm. like something with like that's kind of this absurd, but the entire every story is equally as absurd. Start to finish. And it's like you're just kind of giggling yeah. for two hours. Yeah. Or however long it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it really does start right off the top. And if you watch the mm-hmm. short, I, I don't think I got around to watching the entire short, but the I watched the beginning of it just out of curiosity. And it starts in the exact same way that the feature does, right. which is they're at a, an earlier soccer game. Mm-hmm. And the other woman has just given birth to a baby. Right. And the woman who eventually has the soccer ball child mm-hmm. is complimenting, oh, the baby is so cute. And um, the woman with the baby says... <laughs> Her name's Lisa, actually. She's Lisa. Do you want her? <laughs> she, what? Really? And she she just gives this woman her baby. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not really questioned. No. It comes up a little bit later. As, it's like she kind of regrets her decision. But at the moment, it just seems like, oh, this is weird, but we're going with it. Yeah. And one of the kids at one point falls into a pool at a party and turns into a golden retriever and yeah. he just is a golden retriever for the rest, the rest of the movie, of the movie. but yeah. he's still their son. Yeah. It's just, it wouldn't be for everybody, I suspect. No. But it was for us. It was definitely for us. <laughs> like, I just, I love the kind of film and I think Deerskin was actually, so it, uh, it was kind of similar mm-hmm. in, in like, it, yeah. with, with the level of absurdity that it maintained through the entire film yeah. that I really love because like, the 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 link the leap you have to take to accept the realities of the world they're establishing mm-hmm. is so far mm-hmm. that it becomes like so funny it's yeah. like this weird nebulous like anti-comedy we've kind of talking i don't even know how to describe it it's just like this weird vacuum of of anything that makes any sense that yeah. just makes it so fun to watch yes and I, I just enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. It's a, and I, I had very low 
Right. Just, right, because you were so put off by the so, image. I was so grossed out <laughs> by that picture that I was like, I was not going to go. Right. But then Lisa, wise Lisa, was like, well, you know, let's just let's just try it. Let's just go. I think it, it sounds good. And yeah. uh, I just, you know, try to whatever Lisa says, I, I just try to try to agree with because it's probably <laughs> right. So and, sh- and again, you're right again. You know, it's what a great I film. Say? I don't know if it's on anything. I don't either. I haven't. I mean, I haven't looked for it, but mm-hmm. I mean, I wish give it, was. it a Google or yeah, it's try probably... to seek it out somewhere if it's playing. Like I don't know if it's playing anywhere right now, but yeah, at a minimum, look up the the short film that yeah. is available on YouTube, um, and it's up there in a legitimate way. Like I think it was put up by the yeah. creators, so it's yeah, not yeah. like a pirated short. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was a delight. Delight film, start and to just, finish. Yeah, I I can't. It's not often I laugh that much out loud in a movie theater. Yeah. As I did at that film. Yeah, yeah. No, that was like every I was laughing minute by minute. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I was out loud. Yeah. Laughing to myself, which is very rare. Yeah. And so I just anybody who needs a a little a little pick me up, a little break from the uh waking nightmare that we currently live in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a break from reality generally because it's yeah. such a it's such a strange world that they create yeah. in this movie. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's just the best. Mm-hmm. So Greener Grass, laugh of the year. Go check it out. It's a fun little fun little film. Mm-hmm. And so I guess we're back. We're back. Yeah. Here we go it's again. Nice. The 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 thrippling. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a wide vocabulary, and so sometimes so you I just make up. I words. just oh, I make it up. I just force my <laughs> vocabulary at words instead of uh, learning. Mm. Learning is uh, kind of over it. I I learned for too long, and now I'm uh, rejecting all learning. It's an approach. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to season three. Uh, we're gonna have lots of cool stuff and cool guests. Yes. Uh, so if you're still uh, out there and uh, interested. We'll be here, too. Yeah. And let us know and send in your listener mail. Please. We'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. And uh, other than that, have a, you know, happy holiday or or whatever. Yeah. And uh, see you next time. In the new year. Bye. Bye. You can listen to LOL You're Gay on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. If we're not in your favorite podcast app, please let us know and we'll try to make it happen. You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at LOL Your Gay Pod. That's spelled L O L U R G A Y P O D. And on Facebook.com slash LOL You Are Gay Pod. And if you would like to get in touch with us via email, you can do that at LOL You Are Gay Pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Now please enjoy This Week in Royalty Free Music. <laughs>